In a world where busyness is worn like a badge of honor, it's almost impossible to imagine breaking free from the shackles of success. Working long hours, skipping meals, missing or being late to important life events, constantly playing catch up, exhausted to the bones. This has been normalized, especially in the medical and healthcare arena. Practice owners are fleeing to corporate practices or leaving medicine altogether in hopes of recapturing their time and energy. But you are here for a reason and you've been searching for answers. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Cherpesky. I'm an executive coaching consultant and time leadership expert. I'm mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back at least one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and falling back in love with their practice. Together we learn, connect with like-minded practice owners and medical business experts, and expand your connection to an international community of peers. In each episode, we discuss the business of medicine and healthcare, how to avoid the pitfalls of success, and how to improve the bottom line, paving the way to exquisite fulfillment in your career and life. Join us each week to learn how you can grow your practice while focusing on what you love most. You'll want to take notes. So let's go. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Thriving Practice, the business podcast for medical and healthcare practices where we help provider owners grow their business and take back their time. In today's episode, I am speaking with the incomparable Laura Bryant, founder of U Aspire Marketing and U Aspire Digital, a medical marketing agency dedicated to savvy and exceptional content and creative for medical and dental practices. Laura shares tips on how to maximize impact and connection on social media and what we need to know about consumer behavior. You will not want to miss when she talks about the four components of excellence in social media marketing, which in brief, it must be one, educational, two, expert-driven, three, entertaining, or what I jokingly call edutainment, and four, validating. Laura also speaks in depth about creating content such as blog posts and other long-form content to establish legitimacy and build trust with potential patients. You're going to want to take notes here. Laura shares her parting wisdom, which is that social can be hard and frustrating, but stay with it because it is worth it. It will pay off. Be authentic in representing your practice. Potential and current patients want to see that. And outsource is necessary to grow the way you want to grow. For our dental practice owners who are listening, you're going to want to check out Laura's project, LearnSocial365.com. It's a platform that gives you instant access to social media posts, marketing materials, and more to help you build your brand and grow your practice. Laura's 18 plus years of experience, deep understanding of consumer behavior and dedication to her client's success is unsurpassed. And I strongly encourage you to speak with her about your marketing needs. She's located outside of Nashville, Tennessee and works with clients all over the world. So you know what to do, grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Laura and her deep wisdom. Hey, Laura, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Absolutely, my pleasure. Oh, I'm so excited to dive right in. So before we dive in, tell us where you are in the world. 
So I am right outside of Nashville slash Nest Vegas, Tennessee. Nashville. Uh, everybody calls it Nash Vegas. I don't know. It is kind of like Vegas. It's its own Vegas. Uh, <laughs> in the suburbs right outside of Franklin, Tennessee. Awesome. Well, it's it's so great to have you on the show. And I'm excited to really kind of just jump right in to talking about marketing for medical and healthcare practices. And even before we do that, tell us about your agency, what you do and who you serve. And we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So um, I am the founder of a digital marketing agency. We have been at this for 12 years now. Um, so definitely have been through every evolution. And I think that marketing and digital marketing has gone through in that time. Um, but we serve healthcare providers, um, you know, primary practice owners, solo practice owners, practice groups, things of that nature, helping them really market and target their ideal patient through online marketing methods, through their website, all of, you know, that that entails. Basically, when they figure out that they need help online and they need to be found, that's where we come in um, from search engine optimization to paid search, but then even deeper than that and really being intuitive and getting their brand directly in front of the particular patient that's looking for exactly what they offer. So from an agency standpoint, that's what we do. We do a lot of content development. And then most recently, we branched off with a new side project called Learn Social 365, uh, where we are currently working with dental and orthodontic providers, providing them with social media content for every single day of the month, really just trying to make content accessible and at their fingertips. So it's no more guessing. You don't have someone in your office who you know, isn't a marketer, doesn't know how to speak the language to reach potential new patients. We've kind of solved that problem for them. So yeah, got a lot going on over here. Lots of plates spinning there. Well, when we yeah. were in, yeah, well, it's great, right? Because you've got this sort of like a mostly done for you side of thing. And then you do a lot of, of done with and done for with your clients in the digital side. So when we were in the green room, we were talking about how you grow through social media or how you grow, not necessarily directly through social media, but the, but the importance of having a presence. So can you tell us about that specific to medical practice? Is this something that I run into with my clients, they're often like, well, why can't we just have word of mouth? And why can't we just, you know, yeah. put our flag down and like it's magic, people will fall through the sky, you know? So, so walk us through that and tell us why is that important? Yeah. So, you know, I'm probably about to give you a very non-traditional answer. And it's because I think in real time, we're learning real things about how the world works and how consumers and potential patients are influenced. So, you know, on the heels of telling you that we have created a social media content company, um, I'm also going to tell you that I think that it's incredibly difficult to move the needle for any practice just on social media. And in fact, you know, there are subsets and businesses out there that can be very successful just using socials. I don't think that healthcare is one of those verticals that can do that. And I'm seeing that in real time. That said, the caveat is you have to have social media content. You have to, because the way we are wired as consumers is that we go there to validate. And so what we find when we get there has to be educational. It has to be expert driven. We have to, to buy into the expertise of the provider. It has to be entertaining. We have to like what we see. We have to feel like it fits our vibe and who we are. 
And, you know, we have to feel like that the provider's valid. And then, you know, that's going to move the needle for us to make our decision about a provider. I don't think that social media in and of itself alone is enough to grow a practice. I think it's a must, um, but it's not enough. It's not going to be the thing that moves the needle and gets you from, you know, if you have 50 new patients a month and you want 75 to 100, social alone is not going to get you there. You have to have it. So what we're kind of seeing is that it's all the things, you know, it's it's content on your website, it's blog posts, and we are evolving our platforms to basically incorporate all of those things because you have to have it. It is where providers come up short is that they don't understand the importance of content and marketing and presence. And it is, we were talking about this right before we went live. It's a full-time job. And I don't even know that I think 18 months ago, it was as much of a full-time job for a practice to have this robust marketing presence as it is now. It's incredibly important. And if you aren't taking care of all those things marketing-wise, the practice is going to slow with their growth and they're going to get left behind for sure. Mm. Well, you said something that really piqued my interest, you know, blog posts. That used to be the thing, blogging, blogging, blogging. But a lot of people really do appreciate that longer form content. So do you recommend that, that maybe a practice would have a strategy to say, write a blog post and then turn that into X number of, of social posts and bring it back to the blog? Is that? Absolutely. Well, and here's the thing, it's not, you know, a one fold kind of thing. So I think that that needs to be the purpose when people, so blogging hit its peak and then everybody was like, we read blogs. And then everybody was like, yeah, have a blog on your site. And then that kind of started becoming less important. You didn't really hear about it as much. The people just stopped doing it. And then now we know that, you know, in order for search engines to find you, they're constantly looking for new content. And um, so then people kind of got back into blogging, but they got into it just for the thing that you just said, is they wanted to have something to post about with social media content. And that is a really good thing. You definitely want to, to give yourself something to talk about. But it goes so much deeper than that. I think blogging is the conversation that you get to have as a provider, as a practice owner in real time with your audience. Now, it does not mean that as the provider, you are writing that. That's why people hire agencies like ours to do that for you. We try to be really authentic in our voice. So we're not very, I am not as a leader of this agency, I refuse to be canned and for it just to be run of the mill. Every client has their own voice. That's the fun part of the job that we get to do. But we really try to create blog posts that are more informative, that are focused on a single topic where it's the provider's take. And for me as a blog writer, that's a five-minute conversation on the phone, understanding. And I've been in healthcare for a really long time. So I understand healthcare terms. And I also know how to take those terms from a provider and translate them into everyday language that you know a, a consumer or potential patient is going to understand. Um, but using their voice to create this, you know, this story and this narrative online. And yes, it can be used for social media posts, but it's so much more than that. It's, you know, a search engine's troll your site and a particular patient is looking up, uh, you know, let's just say they're looking up adolescent, whatever, cavities or whatever it is, you know, or they're looking up root canals or same day crowns. All of those things, I'm, I'm using dental because we, we do a lot in the dental world, but 
all of a sudden surgeons are going to find your information, but it's also going to be written in your voice. There's just so many, so many different benefits to it. And it also cuts through the noise. Like we were talking about how, why social media is so difficult. I mean, you have to be present on socials. That's you just have to be. It's, you can't even like argue with that. You have to be present on socials. But then you also have to be impactful. And the way you do that is by letting your voice cut through all the noise and clutter. Mm-hmm. That was a lot, I know. Well, I love it because this, this really stood out to me. Yes, you need a presence. And, and I think this is even more important, you need to be impactful. So from the point of view of, let's just stick with dental since that's kind of the language you're using. From the point of view of a dental practice, to be impactful means what? What are they providing? The kind of content that... Well, let's think about, so, you know, here in Nashville, I don't, I don't know how it is where you, buy, where you are in Chapel Hill, but here in Nashville, we seem to have this big influx of people moving here from out of state. So, yeah. and I work with providers all over the country. I'm just going to use our area just as a point of reference, right? But, you know, I think through what are they looking for? What would I be looking for if I were searching for a new provider? Well, there's a part of me that wants to know that the office is shiny and new and nice, right? I need to know that it's in a, um, a location that's easy for me to get to, that's easy for me to pull my kids out of school and get them there if they had an appointment. I need to know that I can trust the provider, right? I need to, to kind of know a little bit about their background, their expertise. There has to be some personality there. It's no longer, you know, you call your insurance company and you find out who the providers are in your area and you pick one without doing any research. That's really not what people do anymore. And so providers have to find their voice and they have to be able to use it. That's a full-time job. That is why you have to have somebody whose only job is to think through what, how your voice is going to get interpreted and put down on paper and put, and put into your marketing and in your branding presence for the consumer to see and connect with, but it has to happen. A consumer is looking for all those things. So if a provider isn't doing any of those things, if you look on someone's social media, and this happens all the time. In fact, I met with a practice three weeks ago that had, and this is a practice with, well, let me get this right. I believe they see 1,400 patients a year, so 3,000 appointments a year, 50 followers on Instagram, and I don't even know what the Facebook number was. It was also low. And the practice is being bought out by a younger provider who, you know, has come alongside and just felt confident that the other 700 patients would stay with him because, and I'm like, because why? <laughs> right, right. I mean, you assume when you go in and, and listen, we work with a lot of, there's a lot of practice turnover. Providers retire, they sell their practice. That's the the ebb and flow of of dental in particular. Do I think that he's a good provider? Yes. Do I think that he has sold himself to those 700 patients that he doesn't see? No, I don't actually. I think it would be close to as soon as you did. And I think that that's when you start to lose patients and then then you're doing no marketing to make up for them. So then how do you keep the patients that you, you actually never see in the practice and haven't seen in the four years that you've been there working alongside of the provider that's selling well for social media. But with 50 followers on social media, you're not continuing an ongoing conversation at all with the current patient base. 
There's no marketing being done. There's no voice. There's no blog posts. The website hasn't been touched in two years, maybe three, touch with the new content, which means that if I move to Nashville for, you know, from out of state and I'm looking for a dental provider, actually, true story, my friend did move here from California and this practice is literally around the corner from her house. I am 30 minutes from her. The phone call I got from her was, hey, we need a family dentist, three patients, right? Because it's her husband and her son. Do you have anyone you recommend? Well, yeah, I, I do. But I said, I'm curious because I know several providers that are right there within two to three miles of her. This provider is within one mile of her, I think. How have you gone about searching? Well, I've asked, I've looked online, but no one really stood out to me. <laughs> so I give her my dentist, who's a good 30 minutes away. She's willing to come to my dentist because she has no idea. So this provider buying this practice has done zero marketing and branding, has zero social presence, and I think is probably a really good provider, but is a little bit naive to think that without speaking to patients and speaking to the community and speaking to the population that you're going to thrive and that in 2022, in a time where we're all looking to learn and glean more information and know more than we've ever, you know, commanded to know before about a healthcare provider before we say yes. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, you have to continue a dialogue and a conversation. And that happens to the content on your website, it happens to the content on your socials. Those are the two primary places that conversation takes place. Without that, you basically have nothing, you know, that you're doing. And, and in the long run, I mean, it's, you know, this marketing world's evolving fast. 2024, you're not going to see new patients calling you out of the blue. It's going to change. And then you're going to be scratching your head trying to figure out what happened. And, and I see it coming. I'm promising you that's coming. Promise. Well, I think that's, you know, there's this whole thing about no like, and trust. And so that's why your friend is willing to drive 30 minutes when she could probably drive 10 um, because she got a recommendation from you who she knows, likes, and trusts. And so it doesn't even matter if she's never met or seen this, this dentist's website or yeah. gone into the office yeah. or anything. And yet here's a practice that's probably in a very great location. Mm -hmm. In theory, you could drive by and go, oh, there's a dentist. That's where we're going to go. But if you go and you look at their website and it's not been refreshed for two, three years and you search them and because they haven't refreshed their website, they're not coming up to the top. Like, why would you go? Or they don't have any right. reviews or they only have 50 followers. Like, yeah, it is. Even, you know, Gen X here raising my hand, that would be a flag for me. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So that's really interesting. So we have to understand that. Are you current with your your practice? Are you current right. with your method as, you know, healthcare? Are you staying up to date on all the new trends? Like if you can't be, like this is how the world works now. Mm -hmm. I 100% understand that healthcare providers cannot market themselves. Yeah, I get that. I mean, listen, we have a full-time operation here with a full staff that this is what we do. It is all we do. And it is a full-time job. But there's a reluctance on a lot of providers' part to embrace the fact that they need marketing in order to succeed. But it's, to me, is every bit as important as paying your electric bill. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have it to keep the lights on. It's just 
you know, we're not the electric company, but we are in fact going to be a lifeline to your practice being open. And not just us as an agency, just the importance of content and marketing because the patient demands it. Even if you're a large hospital system, and I think that's why you're seeing these large hospital systems embrace the role as, you know, right now, most of them will have a digital specialist, will have a CMO, will have a marketing manager, they'll have a content manager. There's a reason why you're seeing these large hospital groups have, a, you know, someone in position in all of those roles mm-hmm. because they know that the lifeline of their hospital depends on it. You know, and every extension that they have that's that's an offshoot of their urgent care clinics and the specialties within their their organization, you have to have it. The private practice has to have it as well. I would say for a private practice, you know, like a large hospital center can have a CMO and they can have, you know, various, a whole marketing team mm-hmm. for a small practice or for your sort of average sized practice, that's, you know, not likely affordable, right? Uh, Six-figure salaries and whatnot. But this is where an agency like yours would come into play for them. So let's say, we'll stick with dental. So let's say a dental office comes to you and they're like, yeah, my, you know, my friend, Dr. Joe is a client of yours. And I love, you know, I love seeing what's happening for them. They've been working with you for a while and this is the growth they've experienced, blah, blah, blah. So what would you do with them? Well, you know, it's asking a practice like where they are and where they want to go, right? So there's different objectives for every practice. I'll use uh, one of the providers that we had since she opened the doors. So she had worked for another dental provider right out of dental school, put in the time, as most providers do. No, it's rare. So I just bust open a private practice. And then she opens her own private practice. She's incredibly intelligent. She was a solo provider at the time. And um, we just started on our marketing really clean. And we do things outside of the digital realm too. I mean, I have a, a pretty in-depth marketing background. So we did fun things like we made sure that we had a banner at every elementary school within a five-mile radius. And there happened to be several. Middle school, high school, same thing. In the basketball gym, on the football fields. That was like the first thing we did. I think that ended up, that was... I don't know. I think she maybe spent three grand on that. Think about that. That's like hardly anything. Yeah. I mean, really, like it's crazy. That's just constant. You're, it's a brand before anything else, it's that brand. And she still to this day buys banners with local schools. And just now it's less of a need and more just support. But um, we did that uh, sponsored local soccer team. So there's little kids are like running around with her shirt on. And it was fun. Like the first day that the wreck, team started playing, she was at Chick-fil-A with her own children and saw oh. a little practice like on the little play thing in Chick-fil-A, which I thought cute. was cute. That's very cute. So we started with a pretty, you know, basic dental or uh, digital marketing plan for her, you know, close to her practice, just branding, hey, like now offering general dentist services, um, cleaning. You know, we didn't really offer and I'm pretty opposed to offering financial specials for uh, providers. I don't stop my thing. I really rather brand as the expert. So that's what we did. And then her books filled up and she actually had to stop marketing. So I did do some content things for her. During that time, produced some video content, blog content, things like that. Well, then the time came where she was ready to add a second provider. And so, you know, 
picks up the phone and is like, hey, I'm ready. I need more content. And she had done really well with her socials internally. So that content was constantly rolling. She's like, it's time for me to fill up with more new patients. I've got this new provider I'm bringing on. And now I need to get her books full. Let's go. And it's crazy with digital. People don't understand. I mean, she was full. We were supposed to do a six-month campaign. And she cut it off before <laughs> at March 5. Not because she was being chintzy, but because she was full. And she literally could not like take any more patients. She was having to push away patients. And she was no longer able to like take any more patients. Because the, the digital marketing and done what it's supposed to. So if somebody called me like that, I would say, where are you and where are you looking to go? All right. Right now, you know, I have most of the time what we get is a practice will say I have 50 to 70 for dental in particular. I mean, we do everything. We do like, you know, we work with plastic surgeons. We work with OBGYNs. We work with allergists. We work with, um, you know, regenerative medicine physicians. So, you know, we work with a lot of different types of healthcare providers, but I basically say, all right, where are you at right now on new patients? Like, what's your number? You know, have 70 new patients a month and what's your capacity? And so when they tell me that, you know, most of the time, the average is most dental providers, for example, have between 50 and 75 new patients a month. Without fail in a digital marketing plan, we've been able to almost double that. Wow. Um, we keep them anywhere from 100 to 150, 160 new patients a month. On average, it's usually about 120. We can get them from 75 to about 120, but we can double it on some months. And you think about that in terms of revenue and you put a dollar amount on each patient, I mean, minimum of each patient is going to be worth $400 a year. So think about that, you know, in terms of you added, let's just say you added 20 new patients in a, in a month. Well, you've added $8,000 to your bottom line and you probably spent around two thousand to get there. And that's not including cavities, root canals, you know, implants, all the things. We're putting a bare minimum value on that patient. Bare minimum. Like if they only came in for an exam and cleaning, what's their value in this practice? Mm -hmm. About $400 a year per patient. Maybe, you know, give or take, depending on insurance allowances, but the hesitancy for someone to spend, you know, the average social media contractor is around $2,000. The average digital for a dental practice is anywhere from $2,500 to $3,500. So you're talking, you know, most practices spend anywhere from $2,500 to $4,000 a month in digital marketing and complete, we need content, digital online marketing. But they're getting double that easily, you know? And you can prove that, you know, you can go and, and back. We have conversion tools that let us know who called. Um, you can certainly tell it by the volume on their site, on the back end. There are a lot of ways to measure that success. And certainly they know it because their books start getting full, you know, like mm -hmm. the one provider I referenced. I mean, she literally couldn't take anymore. She said, like, turn it off. <laughs> turn <laughs> so it off. Make it stop. <laughs> yeah. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you anymore? Yeah. Lower. Yeah, right. <laughs> but at the same time, right? You yeah. know, and I mean, so much so that she's like, hey, if you need to work with the practice down the street, if they call you, we're fine. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, cool, right? I mean, you can't take anymore. Yeah. Cool. I mean, and sometimes we'll depart from going after, uh, like, you know, general dentistry 
to going after implants or, you know, cosmetic procedures or things of that nature because she wants to be known for those things too. And it's vitally important, but we literally just go in, where are you and where do you want to go? And there is a way to get there, but it's not through just social media alone. You're not going to get that 50 new patients a month strictly off of your socials, which is why we developed this more affordable program for like we started it with dental and orthodontic providers, we will eventually branch it out into other types of healthcare. But that's why we we started that program was because recognize you need content and you need really good content and you need branded content. And our content is interchangeable so they can go in and put their look and their feel, their brand and their colors and their fonts into it literally in like 30 seconds. Hmm. Change the post. We tell them how to caption, what to caption what photos, what candidates to snag in their office. So, I mean, it's like we do all of the thinking for these practices, but we do it where, you know, it's under $400 a month and boom, they have that content. So then they can actually take their resources and focus those online to programmatic digital marketing, SEM, OTT um, for TV, things like that. I love it. Well, I think it's great too that you, you know, you span the spectrum. You can be more boutique for your clients who are ready to come and, and put the full resources in, but you're also there, say it's a newer practice or maybe it's a practice in a less affluent area and they need to like work it a different way. I think that's really cool. And that's the Learn Social 365, right? Yeah. I mean, so like I said, it's right now mostly for dental and orthodontic providers, but it's just content. Like content drives everything thing right now. It's going to drive, even if you didn't pay a dime for any type of intentional digital marketing, you need to have blog posts on your site, video content on your site, blogs. It's not difficult. I mean, we all have these amazing smartphones that, you know, I promise you someone in your practice can help you edit and make that amazing. (laughs) Um, But, you know, for that kid, (laughs) yeah, I'm right. You know, it's, I look at Donald Trump saying, I really create reels and things like that. And also give me all the, the tips. I mean, as immersed as I am in all of that stuff, she somehow always knows more, which I don't know what they're doing at school all day, but she <laughs> always, <laughs> they're just, but it's just in the know. <laughs> yeah. But you've got it the, at the very least. You should be doing four blog posts a month. The mm-hmm. very least, that's what you should be doing. It's not, blogs aren't antiquated. They're not, you know, those have not gone away. Um, we've started incorporating blog content into our Learn Social 365. It's just an added value right now for the clients that are on that platform because we want them to succeed. And the way you succeed is through content. And we want to ultimately be the leading content provider. I would love to be in healthcare and all of healthcare. I mean, right now we really just want to kind of own our, that dental and um, orthodontic, the oral health segment and, and bridge through that and continue growing that. It's a lot of fun. We know it well, but that's what we do, but you have to have it. Yeah. Well, I think that's my biggest takeaway from our conversation is needing, needing to have that presence but that's mm-hmm. not enough. And so yep. even if, you know, for our listeners, even if you're not sure if you're ready to hire an agency, it's worth having a conversation with a reputable agency to learn 
how to figure out your strategy or what what it is you need to aim for. So now you know how to how to get there. And I know because you know you and I refer clients back and forth to each other that I've been on calls where you've been talking to my clients and the way the process you take them through to help guide you in serving them best is really informative informative to them as well because they're having this conversation they hear themselves saying what they really want and then you're asking all the clarifying questions to make sure you're getting it right and i think that's a really helpful process you know whether fortunately they all decide to work with you anyway but even if they decided not to everybody learns something like you get to learn something because you're collecting data as you have those conversations and they are hearing themselves say what's most important to them and what they're willing to prioritize and invest in. So I think that that's a really big takeaway from this conversation for our listeners as well. It's like, get really clear, have a conversation with an expert, decide what you can afford and what you're willing to invest in because yeah. it will pay off. Even if it, you know, marketing, I think of marketing as being like broad strokes marketing as being sort of a long game proposition. Mm-hmm. Digital is a little bit shorter time frame, but you still have to have all the other pieces in place. It's not just one shot and you're done. Yeah, it's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So where can we send people? Like where, if they want to come and check out what you've got or they want to have a conversation with you, what are the best places to connect with you? So for dental providers, we're really easy to find online. We have a, a specific program for that. It's called Learn Social 365. So it's learnsocial365.com. Um, so for dental, orthodontic, oral health providers, that's the best place to, to find us. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, more one-on-one information, my agency is called You Aspire Digital Marketing. And that's with the letter U and then the word Aspire, A-S-P-I-R-E, marketing.com. So youaspiremarketing.com or we're also youaspiredigital.com. Awesome. We'll provide those links in the show notes for easy clickability and people can come and check you out. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Before we say goodbye, do you have any parting wisdom you'd like to share with our listeners? Parting wisdom. Um, Social's hard and it's frustrating and you never know what's going to resonate with your audience, but stay with it. Um, Don't be disappointed. Don't give up. Keep working at it and be authentic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure uh, brainstorming and just hearing your wisdom and and having you here to just share everything that you know. And it's just, you make it so accessible. So thank you so much for coming. What a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Laura. I just love how committed she is to her clients and to providing excellent elevated marketing to them. I know I've been hinting the last couple of weeks about a free masterclass I'm offering on the 9th of November at noon Eastern US time. And now you don't have to just mark your calendar. You can register to save your spot. We are limiting the number of participants in this masterclass in order to provide a rich peer learning intensive in an intimate setting. In this masterclass, you will learn how to work on your business at that high strategic level that often eludes provider owners due to lack of time and the busyness of owning a practice. I'll also be teaching you how to make your own time leadership delegation quadrant that will support you in delegating effectively and help you carve out up to one full day per week for the rest of your career. What will you do with that day? 
Perhaps you'll spend more time researching to position yourself as an expert in your area of specialization. Maybe you'll bake in flexibility to your schedule so you can spend more time with loved ones. Here's another concept that might resonate with you. You could work it out so you could take a nice long vacation, fully unplugged so you can recharge and not worry about your revenues or your team while you're away. I know, it's a concept. Again, this is Wednesday, November 9th at noon Eastern US time. Remember that space is very limited, so register now to save your spot. You can go to tracycherpesty.com forward slash time. That link is in the show notes. You'll be able to click on it. Again, tracycherpesky.com forward slash time. I'll see you on Wednesday, November 9th at noon Eastern US time.